You have entered the 13, a place where real stories about music, touring, and the beyond are told. Music does something to us. We all experience it in our own way. It can affect our senses, transport us through time, and release emotions. On this podcast, we will talk with people about the power of music and the beyond. What does the beyond mean? Let's find out together. Turn on your metronomes because this time is about to be tracked. What's up? Your intro buddy here, Ryan, from the editing room, which is the same room that we filmed the show in. Huh. I need an editing room. All right. Whatever. That being said, check this out. We have Vincent Fink on the show today. Love this guy. You'll get to learn more about him uh, here shortly. Anyway, he's helping me recreate the uh, 13 logo. And it's more of a reimagining of the thing to make it more my own, Ryan 13. Um, We're keeping it the same, but we're making it different. And if you stay to the very end of the video, you get to see uh, a very awesome demo animation of it. And we're going to start moving forward on this stuff and merch is going to start popping up, um, you know, as soon as possible and all that cool stuff. Anyway, let's just watch the episode. Welcome to the 13. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the 13. I'm your host, Ryan 13. And today on the show, we have Vincent Fink, an amazing artist, musician, and badass person that I've been able to know, been lucky enough to know since 1995 or 1996. We did this show once last night, but Houston had a bunch of storms rolling through and we lost power. We had all kinds of other issues, but the stuff that we did do last night will be on the website to view uh, shortly. And you guys can go check that out, but we're going to just redo it and have another fucking hang session. Vincent, how are you, brother? Ryan, great to be here once again. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> two nights uh, in a row, man. So much fun. Yeah, it's like a double hitter, man. It's so, uh, in a maybe a way, it was kind of a blessing, perhaps, that uh, the lightning struck us out twice. <laughs> one of the things, one of the reasons I'm having Vinny on is not only because he's a badass motherfucker, but... Uh, the the real reason is because he's remaking the 13 logo which is the razor 13 logo which he also made and we're uh kind of just making it more more me or, or just it's the same thing but uh different i feel and, like it's even you know kind of modernizing it since it is what like 15 years later or whatever yeah yeah the only regret i have is that i didn't get to do the album cover because i love doing album covers i've done a few i haven't done as many as i'd like uh so that's definitely a uh solicitation there i'll just make real quick you know if anybody wants one i'm totally down for that did you ever see the uh lotus effect like actual cd i do not have one I need to get you one. Yeah, I actually now that one I felt really happy about because we went all out on that and I did the design work. So yeah, we had like several I can't remember, but it was like a nice thick book with all the lyrics in there and a couple spreads with just the band. And yeah, um, I I got to have a lot of fun with that, you know, and just go crazy with design and um, lots of cool photoshopping, lots of sacred geometry. And just, you know, I got to just go at it. And it was it was it came out really nice. Yeah. yeah hell yeah so uh everybody who's listening uh vinny's like i said he's also or vincent i'm gonna call him vinny a bunch because i've known him for years um but like also an amazing artist he was in a band called lotus effect he's been in a band called complication he's been in plenty of bands he's got his own thing going there's stuff 
on YouTube that I'm going to link in the bottom. You guys can go check out his music. He's a fucking phenomenal musician. Sorry about my dog barking in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, he, uh, l- when you joined Lotus Effect, did you join Lotus Effect uh, just because you wanted to, like you could, or did they need somebody or how did that, how did that work out? Yeah. So that's a funny story. You know, like obviously I was friends with Ricky and, um, and Pam and Pam was supporting them and go into their shows. And I guess she was the one who got me to kind of come out to a show. She was like, Hey, you know, Ricky's got a band, you know, they're pretty good. Check them out, you know, come out to a show. So I went out and I, I was like a fan, you know, I was just like, hell yeah, this is good shit. You know, yeah. I was really actually enjoying it. Um, you know, cause if I wasn't, I would have just gone to that one show and that'd have been it. But I actually kind of started going to their shows and, um, they found out that I played both guitar and bass. And, uh, f- at first they tried to get me in as a lead guitarist and I came in and jammed with them once and they loved it. They were like, Oh yeah, that's so cool. We love what you're doing. And I was like, yeah, it- it's, it's pretty cool. And I was like, but you know, I don't know if it really needs it, you know? And they're like, okay, okay, that's cool. And they're like, well, would you like to play bass for us instead? You know? And I'm like, well, y'all have a bassist, right? And they're like, yeah, but he's on his way out, you know? And he really was kind of just like not feeling it. You know, he was just slowly like kind of, and then I think eventually he just didn't show up. Like, I don't think he had he okay. made an official quit or anything. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember if they told me if it was a practice or a show. I'm pretty sure it was a practice. I hope it wasn't a show that he just didn't show up to. But right. either way, uh, he just stopped. And then they were like, hey, man, you know, we need a basis now. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'll do it then, you know, because I was I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have any other projects other than my personal project that has been on the back burner. And I really wasn't at the time really even trying to do anything with it other than just record songs at home. So it was a good reason for me to get back out on the stage. You know, that was kind of my thing too. I was like, you know, I miss that stage experience. I love, you know, being out there and just entertaining, you know, and rocking out. Yeah. And, uh, it it was kind of a fun experience too, because then I was just doing, um, bass and backing vocals. So not being the front man, uh, you know, kind of frees you up to just rock out even more and to just, you know, yeah, focus just on the fun. Bass. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. It was like an easy thing. Uh, but yeah, no. And it was really fun to do that and to contribute because it allowed me to expand and on their sound a little bit, you know, and, and add something extra with the bass. And yeah, uh, yeah I, I do feel like that album and the stuff that I wrote with them, it was, I certainly was a, you know, it was like a nice stone soup. We all contributed quite a bit to the music, you yeah, know? Right on. Yeah. Like everybody in the band was putting out ideas and adding their own parts. You know, they were very cool about not trying to make me just play what the guitarist was playing. Like, and I hardly ever did. So I was like, almost you know, like almost all the time, like playing my own something that was melodically fitting to what Ricky was doing, but hardly ever actually what he was doing. Uh, dude, I mean, I've been in a band with Ricky before and, uh, it's called descending soul. We never actually played any shows, but we, we hung out and wrote a lot of music together. And, uh, Ricky's style is not mine. And what he's definitely what, got his own style. Yeah. It's what made it fantastic. We were like, hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there was like this thing. What, what was it? It was, something like that hey that's and, pretty cool actually and anyway it was one of one of the songs and i was like what the fuck am i supposed to do with this i don't even know who made that riff it could have been me 
but <laughs> but um it was like it was a really weird I think you, last night when we were talking, you had mentioned like a tool vibe. And so like, it, it's not weird. It's just like, it was just not me. I come in from a thrash metal background trying to figure out how to play with Ricky and it was fucking fun as shit. Anyway, yeah. I, I'm letting it fucking run away from me again. Cause I'm good. At no, it. that's all right. I mean, Hey, we're talking about, we're, I th- we're on topic, but, and while we're kind of wrapping up with the Lotus effect thing, and I'll just say also that, uh, uh, the singer Dre, um, me and him still, guy keep up yeah he's one of my good friends i mean we we really do keep up more than i do with a lot of people so that, sure, that says right. a lot and um and we've actually even collaborated a little bit since then like maybe a year ago or so he he came out with a song that he still hasn't released but uh yeah. he asked me if i wanted to play bass on it and i was like sure of course you know and then i i laid down some some intricate bass line and then and then i was also like man you know what I was playing around with the slide guitar a little bit on a song, a little uh, instrumental that maybe I'll, I'll get you to link up as well because I'm quite proud of it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I have, have this song. I called it Fink Floyd just because <laughs> it's like it was totally me like trying to see what it like trying to make a Pink Floyd esque song, you know? Sure, yeah, so, yeah, and uh, and so yeah, I'm doing this cool slide solo on it, and I. Then I kind of just heard something like that on his song too, because it's a very morose like song. And I was like, dude, I could totally hear like a slide guitar solo on this. You know, can I try that? And he's like, sure. So he needs to put that out. If not, I'm about to put out his demo track <laughs> <laughs> because I really want people to hear it because I, I laid down it. some pretty cool bass and I laid down a really nice little slide solo that just makes you want to cry. And uh, I mean, his his vocals are great. You know, he wrote a, a really, you know, touching melody. Uh, sure. So, yeah, uh, it's cool Dude, that me time, and him are still doing stuff. Absolutely. Next time you talk to him, like uh, him and me haven't talked probably a couple of years, maybe at this point. Um, mm. But like we, you know, we talked all the time for a while. Uh, and like, I love that guy. He's so super. He's just like a wonderful human being. He yeah. really is, man. He really kind of just uh, he lights me up, man. You know, just makes me always happy to be around him, you know. Hell yeah. And it, dude. I think we uh we understand each other a lot just um the the artist kind of thing too cuz he is he's also now he's for the last couple of years he's been teaching himself how to draw oh, off cool. of like off of like the internet and stuff and he's he's gotten better than some artists that I know who've been doing it for like oh you know decades. Yeah. So I'm like, "Damn, dude, you're fucking talented, you know." And also also the 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 Lotus Effect music video for the song Totality. I don't know if mm-hmm. you ever saw that, but I dude have. That thing is chock full of fucking amazing after effects, like, you know, special effects stuff, green screens and stuff. And he did all that, uh, okay. except I, he asked, I, I was like, dude, let me help you. Cause he was taking the whole load on his own. And, I, and he was like, well, here, can you do some backgrounds? So I did like a couple background, uh, layers, you know, like Photoshop layered stuff for him sure. to animate. Uh, but I mean, he did like everything basically other than that. And it was, it came out really nice. How like okay, you gotta you guys had a couple of music videos. I feel like one was based around Christmas. Yeah, oh yeah. He did that one too. He uh he put together and uh pretty much directed both of them. Pretty much all the videos he directed, I think. Uh at least the ones that I was in when I was in the band. Yeah, we had that one for Bad Rudolph, as he That's called right. it. Yeah. Which I would have just called it Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, because it's not like we changed the lyrics or like, you know, made it 
bad. I mean, we 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 made it like obviously we changed the melody. It had more of like a reggae beat, and then it went into like a rock kind of metal chorus and stuff. So I mean, we did make it like bad, I guess. But when I hear "Bad Rudolph," I always thought that that sounded like it, like it should have been like I don't know, like a rap song or something. Okay. Um, but like I followed uh, Lotus Effects for a long time. Loved you guys. Uh, only saw like one or two shows live. Um, actually, now that I look back at it. I like, I literally feel very petty about why I didn't come and see more shows. And there's, here's the fucking reason I was thinking about this when I was laying down to go to sleep last night. Okay. Ricky Marquez, one of my favorite people never once came and saw a razor 13 show. Ah, and that kind of stuff will fuck with you though. I I think, I think that it stuck with me. And if he did, Ricky, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to, I'm not calling you out or anything. I'm just saying like, if you did, I don't remember. But I think that that in my head, you'd never come and seen one of my shows. So I was being as petty as fuck. And I was like, eh, I'm only going to go. And yeah. I, watched the, I watched the one uh, at the King's X show because I was I think I was working it. And then yeah, uh, and then I went and saw another one. But like, I yeah, like, I don't even know if yeah, I don't know if you saw one with me in it. Unfortunately, well, what a stupid what a stupid way to be, you know, bad on me. I'm glad I feel like it's I've learned from a stuff like that. very human response. And unfortunately, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I am. I'm trying to get, yeah. Teach myself not to be like that as well, you know, cause I certainly will catch myself in those kind of actions as well. Like, you know, Oh, this person, you know, never. Yeah. Supports me. Why do I support them? Kind of thing. Um, but I've, I, I think that that happens a lot more with peers sure but certainly not like it, it's just interesting to me because for instance like on the internet you know like i've I've just found it kind of weird because it seems like i haven't attracted quite enough of the type of people who just want to like support my art say like on instagram okay. instagram has been a weird place for me because it seems like i've only attracted people who uh want to be my peer like they want to be my equal and so if i don't like follow back or if I don't like their stuff like I just feel I feel as if they're not wanting to support because there's not that reciprocation or whatever but it's just weird to me because I follow artists and stuff on there and I don't expect them to follow me back and you know it's just like no I'm following you and liking your shit because I like your shit correct and I don't I don't care if you ever give me any fucking response Right. You know, yep. because I'm here to support what I like. And, you know, it's Absolutely. just, it's just no, a weird thing. No, dude, you're, uh, you're dead on with that. The, with the, um, and especially with Instagram, cause there's the 13 podcast Instagram and I don't mm. really follow anybody. I think I followed a few bands just to be like, I follow black Sabbath. I follow Metallica. I follow <laughs> whoever, you know, I just followed some of those bands, but I don't follow individuals from that page. I have my own Instagram page where I follow everybody, but you yeah. know, you're hundred percent right. And YouTube does the same thing they do the sub for sub they'll it's a fucking weird which world. i always think is just kind of silly you know it's, it's like stupid <laughs> yeah i i just it kind of makes me feel like those people aren't really supporting me then so why do i even care you know yeah. and nope. so I it's don't. like I'll, I'll give you a, i'll get i'll subscribe to your channel if you subscribe to mine i'm like well do you like what i'm do you like what I'm doing? Cause you don't have to subscribe to mine. Yeah. Ultimately that's not even good for your algorithms. Cause what winds up happening is that you have followers on whatever platform it is. And if they're not engaging with your content, actually yep, not watching you. Yep. Yeah. If the, the algorithm actually like um, does not 
does not support that. You know, uh, if you, if, if you have a bunch of followers and every time your stuff comes up on their feed, they just scroll past it. The algorithms think says, Oh, he's putting out garbage content because none yep. of his followers ever even click on it or, you know, like it. And, uh, so it's like, actually you're, they're not doing you a favor by mm. following you. And I really actually wish all these people who don't really like me would just stop following me then, <laughs> you know, cause it's like make room for the people who are my fans, you right. know, cause there are like tons of them out there. And, uh, I, I think, I think the algorithm is getting muddied with these wannabe peers, you yeah. know? No, it's you're kinda, right. It's, it's also getting muddied. Like, let's say on Instagram, like I've noticed that I get likes daily. And mm. I, at first I was like, Oh dude, this is badass." And then I started looking at who the people were that like it. And right. I started noticing it's all like really hot chicks. And I was like, that's <laughs> not real. And oh yeah. They're like their, spam accounts. Yeah. And you click on it and it's like, Hey baby, in their little <laughs> bio, it's like, Hey baby, <laughs> click on this link to see my naughty photos. I'm like, yeah, stop. Like, and, and I no, certainly I have... know how to stop that. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, you have to just, uh, you can actually make them, you can go through it and make them uncheck them to where they're not following you anymore, or you can block them. Oh, I uh, didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually tried doing that recently too, to try to get rid of my ghost followers. And I even like, uh, found this guy like on fiverr.com who will like give you, uh, a, a, a spreadsheet of breaking down your ghost followers and it'll okay. like rank them as like the people who like never engaged all the way down to the people who do engage. Um, and so I tried getting rid of, I got rid of like maybe a hundred of them to see if it would do anything. Obviously out of like 4,000 followers that I had, um, it wasn't a very large percentage. So I don't know if that was really enough to make a difference, but it, it didn't. And so I kind of just stopped, like, I don't know, I might try and get rid of more of them again soon, but, uh, yeah, it's just it's just a weird thing because um you know, I I just want to make sure that people who are there that they're actually uh people who are going to enjoy it, you know, and uh right. yeah, I just I just wish that I I know that I fucked up though. See, this is the thing. I actually was getting much more responses on stuff up until I got political. Sure. Yeah, and uh, that certainly fucked me up. And I don't know if that's the algorithm. I feel like it's a little bit of both the algorithm and just the, the art crowd, you know, because me being yeah. in the art scene, the art scene is very uh, leftist, you know? Sure. I mean, sure. let's just let's just be frank. And so um, being that I'm surrounded by a bunch of leftists, if I say anything uh, against the, the doctrine, um, they basically, well, they're the cancel culture, right? So they cancel me. And yeah. so that that's what's happened. I certainly have noticed anytime I'd said something political, I'd see at least a few n numbers drop on my followers or whatever. But uh, it also just I could totally tell like after I said a few things and made a few posts or whatever that um that, yeah, like half the people, if not more, just stopped liking my stuff. Like it was all sure. of a sudden like, yeah, we don't even like your art now. Like we will not support you. Like talk about petty earlier. Yeah. I think that's the ultimate petty when it's like, oh, because I don't agree with you on this issue. Now I, I don't even respect your art. Right. I used yeah. to love you. These are people who used to tell me how much they loved my art. And they would be like, dude, you're like one of my favorite artists in Houston, blah, 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 or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. And then now it's like, they're just ghosts. They're just, you know, it's crazy. It's and, weird. Yeah. It's it, you're hundred percent right. Like I will say this about uh, the political landscape or maybe not land, not the political landscape, but artists talking about politics is like this one thing does happen and i i'm i'm not excluded from it happening to me 
mm-hmm. you know, let's just say like Trent Reznor right there. He has, he thinks differently than me. He has different views than me. Guess what? He's still on my wall. Guess what? I still listen to all his shit. Cause right. he's a fucking amazing artist. Yeah. Uh, we just happen to not agree on certain things, which certainly. is fine. It yeah. does change as an adult. I don't know how I would have thought about it. as a kid. I wouldn't have cared because I didn't care about po- yeah. politics when I was a kid. But yeah. as an adult, it does kind of change stuff in my brain. But it's it's not going to stop me from supporting Nine Inch Nails unless he does something crazy like murder somebody or you know what I mean. Like, yeah, like, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like, you certainly can have your different beliefs and be like, okay, I totally don't agree with this artist or musician on any political stance i've heard them take but um you know you can still support them or it's still at least enjoy their music or their art and that's how i am i mean like if i were to take that kind of attitude i would have such a boring life i wouldn't be able to enjoy so much good music and art right so it's like maybe it's because i'm on the other side of the spectrum there that i have to i've always had to deal with that but um i think it's a good thing i think it's something that everybody on whichever side of the spectrum of the political spectrum that you're on, that you should be able to respect others in their opinion. There, there used to be a time, you know, when people could have their differences uh, in America and, and, uh, and just shake hands at the end of the day or whatever, you know, and be like, you know, I respect your right uh, to believe what you do. And uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's definitely some of that. And then go and then go have a beer. Right. You know, like, you know, hey, you want to go to the bar? Like, yeah, let's go and, to the bar. And these like, differences are great. In fact, for me, it makes life more colorful and interesting. Like, uh, I guess for me, it's actually made my life interesting and also even um, maybe made me a little bit more um, seasoned, I guess you could say, in my um, my beliefs, because I have been surrounded by people that I disagree with for so long in the art scene that it sure. really has challenged me. Like I had to really think about my my beliefs on this stuff and be like, you know, cause I'm always being told that the thing I'm thinking is wrong. So I'm like constantly right. like checking myself. I'm like, am I wrong? Am I wrong? And right. like, I'm like, damn, maybe I'm wrong. And I'm, but I, I keep coming to this, this the, these certain, uh, you know, uh, I guess just understandings, you know, over time that uh, my research, I'm, becoming more as time goes on um more affirmed i guess in some of those beliefs uh, sure. but i am always malleable and always changing i'm still always like analyzing again you know like i i have conversations all the time with people still uh that i'm um, that challenge my beliefs and that make me think twice about it and i really do have to kind of like uh and sometimes i am kind of still shifting i guess you could say uh, i just yeah it's it's upsetting that you don't that i can't get that in return and that it, yeah. there is that cancel culture, you know, uh, yeah, that's speaking of which, thing. yeah, speaking of which, like, uh, since we were going to talk about it, you know, this kind of leads into something that I was going to mention. Uh, so you, you said you have gotten a chance to listen to the new Megadeth album. Absolutely. Or fairly new. It came out at the end of last year of 2022. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the sick, the dying and the dead. I have to say yes. that I think that is one of their best albums. Uh, I was actually even reading uh, a review on it. I forget which publication it was, but everything they said in there was like pretty much exactly what I was thinking, which is like, this is probably the best album they've put out since Endgame, if not even maybe like one of their classics, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like maybe uh, even since Euthanasia or something. Euthanasia was fantastic. Dude, no, it's great. The sick, the dying, and the dead. <laughs> like, fuck yeah man like they're so good i love 
Like I love Dave Mustaine. I know he's, he gets a little, uh, I mean, hell everybody does. Everybody's the way they are, but you know, sometimes he gets a little like moody, you know, he'll <laughs> one day he wants to make uh, another album with James Hetfield and the next day he's uh, cussing him out, you know, like, <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah. I don't know. I'm a huge Metallica fan. Uh, obviously, always a Megadeth fan as well. But like, dude, I've always how, enjoyed both. Yeah. How cool would it be if they did? And it'll never happen. But how cool would it be if like they did, like a like a collab, uh, like a collaboration? Like that'd be weird. I mean, yeah. I they guess just call maybe... it. They'd call it death metal, dude. It'd be death. <laughs> D e t h dash death Metallica. But well, we wouldn't even have the Metallica part. It'd just be metal, the metal, and be like, uh, or some or metallic, know, metallic you death. Be, you could be do, yeah, you could do metallic death. Like it would be, <laughs> it would be, and you'd have him on there, and you know that dude's fucking guitar playing is phenomenal. Like compared to Kirk Hammett, like I love Kirk Hammett; he's a great guitar player, but he ain't Dave Mustaine. Uh, so you remember, yeah. you remember a year and a half in the life of Metallica, that VHS tape that we everyone probably watched back in the day. Uh, you know what? I never, I think I watched it maybe once. Okay. Yeah. I probably forced you to, um, but the, uh, <laughs> like I watched it all the time. Cause that was the band I wanted to be, but like Bob rock, their producer, I watched that binge and purge one a lot. Oh, that was a good one. Um, Bob yeah. rock, their producer for, you know, years upon years, Kirk came in and started playing a solo and he like looks at the, the, probably the giant video camera videotaping him and he said something along the lines of like you can always tell when a guitar player doesn't do his homework after many years of experience working with some of the finest guitars ever to bless fucking music one of the first things that happen when a guitar player hasn't done his homework is he goes the sounding ain't working for me man i just can't get into this said about guitar players that don't do their homework never remember that hey man do my homework <laughs> i do man it just doesn't work you know what i mean it's like it should play off what's there going up high it's just like cut to the chase and fucking play okay all right man now that you've uh you know warmed up Let's hear the fucking guitar player of the year solo. But like, ever oh, okay. Since so this is Black Album. Black Album. So one of the one of the the things about him is you're right. Like I I've heard these new songs that are coming out on 72 Seasons, which is the name of the new album coming out this month. I think it's this month, and it's they're not better, bad. Right? Please, they're, yeah. please say they're better because I, I thought I thought yeah I thought the stuff on um uh Hardwired. Hardwired was much better for him. I thought his solos were sounding a lot more like like just they had more feeling in them a little more variation like yeah like he did his homework yeah like he started learning some new stuff or something something happened where he, the fire was a bit back there yeah you know? and it's it's well what's cool is it's like it's pretty much james from hardwired to now it's basically back to how it used to be it's james and lars doing their yeah thing. 
And then, then we're mm-hmm. like, okay, bass player and guitar player do your thing. No, he certainly did get better off the last album. And I'm very interested to hear some of these new singles. I've heard the Lux Eterna sounded pretty good. I actually heard it on the radio and didn't realize it was them. It uh, like because every now <laughs> it was weird. Cause like I was heard this shit and I was like, Oh, cool. Like the buzz is actually playing like something new that sounds heavy, like actually has some double bass and like has this cool old school sound. I was like, wow, finally they're playing like a new band that has like a good old school sound. And then I suddenly realized I was like, oh, that's Metallica. Yeah. Like you hear that, you hear that (laughs) chorus and it's like, Luxie Turner. And you're like, uh, yeah, Yeah, that's James. (laughs) Yeah. That, that, that was it. And it took me, it took till that chorus because his voice is a little more clean on that song than he usually sounds on the recordings. He's sounding a little bit more like how he sounds live where he doesn't use the grit. Yeah. You know, and, um, a little bit more of that choir boy voice. So it took until it got to that chorus where he says Lux Eternal. I was like, oh yeah, I've heard this song before. (laughs) This is good. Oh, but yeah. uh, it is a really good song, so I'm excited about that. But yeah, the last Megadeth album that just came out, um, I just wanted to say that that is an excellent album. Uh, yeah, the, of course, the lead guitar is just phenomenal. Uh, this this guy that he's got for now, the second album with Kiko, mm-hmm. uh, that dude's just stellar. He's got a very nice kind of like, he brings something different. Uh, definitely a good merge of like kind of reminds me of like how marty freeman had brought like kind of just his own style something a little different to the table so i think kiko does that and so it's working out well but i will i just have to say this is come this takes a lot for me to like this album because i i kind of didn't want to like the new album before it even came out whenever uh david ellison got fucking canceled yeah. and that made me so mad that he got yeah. kicked out of the band and and they fucking replaced his bass lines uh yeah right before you know he'd already recorded it and then they're just like all right not only are you kicked out but you're we're also re-recording your fucking bass so you don't have any rights or anything to this fucking album you yeah, just like erased up. him i it's just thought up. that was so shitty on one of the first episodes of this show you know, I had Doug come on. Uh, I think I actually put Doug out as the first episode, even though I had recorded like two or three before. But mm-hmm. me and Doug, I brought it up, uh, you know, because I I was lucky enough to meet him, uh, Dave, a few times or a few times during a, a tour Kings X did with, uh, I don't know, another band. And there was a VH1 reality thing that followed us around. Not not necessarily Kings X. And uh, didn't you see David Ellison at like some metal camp thing? That's what it is. This is what I'm talking about. It, it's oh, okay. It's like we were on this show. It was called Man. I can't think. J. Rab, phone in. Where's the phone? He can't hear. It. We're not <laughs> live. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a a metal thing. It was like where all your or it was a rock and roll thing. All your favorite musicians played before Kings X and Extreme. That's the tour we were on. Uh, Kings X and Extreme played a show. So before that, VH1 filmed a show on the stage with people like dave and and just other people from other rock bands and that's how i got to meet dave and he was just super fucking nice super fucking humble i don't know if he was like it i think at that time he hadn't rejoined megadeth yet no he hadn't because i remember you telling me about this like years ago this was before he did rejoin and you were like yeah you're like damn yeah but. it was so fucking cool i should have got a photo but i was like i finally got at that place where you start meeting a lot of uh, people and you, you just want to have that conversation with them you don't be like hey by the way can we uh can we can we do the can we do the thing <laughs> right 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 um, 
isn't that sad though i don't know i just thought that was bs because uh, of like some like webcam allegations and then i and i remember seeing on the internet like you know the girl uh like you know i don't know if this is 100 percent verified but from what i saw it seemed pretty legit people who were actually looking into it were saying yeah like look here's screenshot of the girl who uh he's being accused of doing this with and she basically was saying like yeah i kind of um you know it, it was consensual basically is what yep, she was saying she's she like yeah. you know she was just like, hey, you know, yeah, we were fucking around doing silly shit on this webcam, but it's like, it's not a big deal. Like, I was just showing it off to my friends. I, I guess she was, she was proud of it or something, right? Right. Oh, yeah. And then, and then it got, it got shared on the internet, and it went, got, you know, spiraled out of hand there. And then, I just don't even see how, like, it just really blew my mind. David, um, Mustaine, Dave Mustaine, I just felt like he succumb, he had succumb to the fucking cancel culture and i felt like he had bowed to, uh, to the altar of cancel culture and woke yeah. wokeism and and i i just thought that was like bullshit to sacrifice david ellison at that altar and certainly there must have been something else like maybe some kind of like well, contract his, sta his statement was his statement was something like already having a strained relationship yeah, I was like, God damn it, Dave! Dave Mustaine is a dick. The the rumors are right, and he's like, yeah. he's proven it now. But uh, it's all right. But yeah, I still, <laughs> I still went. Yeah, I, I was like, once again, see, I'm like, even though I kind of think you're a dick, I'm still gonna listen to your music, and if Correct. it's good, I'll support it. Yep. And uh, sure enough, even though you're a fucking dick, that album is badass. It is badass. You see how like the internet just loves to just eat people alive too. Like I, I just like every time that that got brought up or even, you know, afterwards, anytime David Ellison gets brought up or something, I just see all these like trolls all like, yeah, he, he, he's such a, you know, dirty, like abuser or something, you know, they just come yeah. up with all kinds of like yep. awful words and things that have nothing to do with him, you know? Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's fucked up how people just uh, dehumanize each other. I've said some things, you know, made a political post or something on my Facebook. Mainly it was just, I remember it was like 2020 and it was, um, it was like December. And so we'd had, you know, basically almost a whole year of the COVID lockdowns and everything. And we had data coming in. Uh, and I was, I looked at the numbers and I did some math and I was like, Hey guys, I did some math here. Um, it's looking like, uh, basically only like point zero one or maybe it was point one i forget at the moment what the number was but um you know of deaths of of you of people are dead due right. to this supposedly you right. know if we go by their numbers and uh and i was like does anyone want to check that for me or something but man that blew up and i again i had the whole like art community just come crashing down on me and it, it was actually yeah. now looking back it was pretty traumatic because it made me like well i unfriended a few people who talked shit to me on there and yeah like told me like Oh, look, you're an asshole and you, you you should feel bad about yourself and blah, blah, you know, just all these like really rotten kind of comments whenever it yeah. was like, hey, I just all I did was post a math equation. Like literally, yeah. I didn't even I I was careful to not like say this is good or bad or anything. And in fact, if I'm pointing out that not many people died, isn't that a good thing? Right. Like I thought that was a good thing that less people died. Yeah. You know, and how how is that bad for me to point that out? Like that right. that should have been like hooray it's not as bad as we thought it was 
cool. Like, no, but that that's not what they wanted. They wanted death. And since I wasn't yeah. showing how many deaths we were supposed to have, that was like bad. Like, yeah, wow, they're like, how we're not on our same page right now, dude. The whole, how dare you give us good news? Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, yeah, it just blows my mind how like, yeah, just how people are being kind of like shepherded into this, like these narratives. And like, it's just all about like, following this this narrative right yeah and and it's been like that ever since 2020 man like the world has really changed and i've definitely had to kind of re uh assess where i am and how i'm going to conduct my business as an artist and i do have to say that i'm very thankful for some of the supporters of mine you know i even have uh, i started a patreon towards the end of last year and one of my cool. top donors is, is one of my that will be linked below by the way everybody thank you Yes, please support on there. But yeah, I you know one of my longtime collectors uh, and best supporters over the years is actually even one of my top patrons on Patreon, and uh, he's you know he's 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 a gay guy, and he he's definitely on the on the left, and sure. he's certainly seen my posts by now. Yeah, like again, like right. uh, you know everyone pretty much saw it, so um, I'm sure he he knows where I stand on some of these things. Sure, and and. Uh, he still supports me. So again, like it's possible there are decent people on, on the left Absolutely. And just like there is on either side. Right. But uh, sure. that, that's, I guess what I'm trying to find is more of those decent people. Like I can't try to cater to these awful people who are going to be like rabid dogs and chew me up and spit me out. If I, if I say the wrong thing, or if some girl on the internet posts a webcam shot of my Peter or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, like, it, what are, you know it's just like i can't yeah. you can't we, we we can't succumb to that and we can't start self-censoring at least not too much man you know because yeah. we lose freedom which is what this whole fucking the whole foundation of this country what made it so great what made this is why entertainment comes from america is so much better than everything else is because it's it's like uncensored it's not state sponsored it's just right. real shit coming out of real people that's why i think entertainment has been so good for so long but I think that's also why at least mainstream entertainment has become such garbage is it because has. now it's all this like state sponsored, very just like, you know, um, acting like they're uh, the revolutionaries. Right. But yeah. it's like, how can you be the resistance when everything you say is perfectly aligned with what the uh, the government and the media, you know, CNN yeah. and all them are saying, if, if everything you're saying goes along with the marching orders of the government and the media complex, I'm sorry, you're not the resistance. Right. You know? <laughs> no, dude, 100%. So, like, I wanted to say a couple of things uh, with what you were saying. So, one of them is I just watched a movie and I wasn't going to say what it was, but I'm going to say what it was. It's called A Man Called Otto. Or, or something like that, or a man named Otto, and it's got Tom Hanks in it. And we know where Tom Hanks is on his political views, or at least if you don't, like, you can understand where he's coming from. Uh, anyway, like the whole movie is fantastic. It made me cry like a lot. Like he did a great job. Okay. The the producers, the writers, everything. Fantastic movie. W go watch it. Mm -hmm. It's really good. It, okay. it made me tear up a lot. But right smack dab in the middle of it, there's a, a 100% shot and I'm probably pro people are probably going to hate that I'm even bringing this up, but I don't care. Like it's 100% a political thing. It's like, why did that need to be in the movie? It, and it, it, 
this thing happens and I don't want to give anything away. You guys can go watch it and see it for yourself. But this thing happens and you're like, oh, that's Hollywood, you know, like right on. That's them doing their pol- politics. All of a sudden, the movie they, was fantastic. They certainly do always inject it. Yeah, yeah it always in, felt, in the middle of something that's great, you know. And, and it, that's yeah, what it like was. It, it felt injected. It felt like, oh, we'll shove yeah. this in here. Let's ruin this fucking already. Fan- it's not. Well, they didn't ruin it. It did not ruin the movie, guys. That's go watch the movie. It's fantastic. But when you see what I'm talking about, you'll be like, oh, there it is. You know? Right. It's everywhere. It's like in Netflix shows and everything. You know, they, they always have to have like some kind of like weird like um, scene where, where it's just throwing in some kind of leftist politic. And it's like, OK, OK, I get it. I get it. But this, do I really have to see this everywhere I go? Did you see the new like Bud Light thing, like where they've got like the the trans person on the Bud sure. Light can or something? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. It's like, really, does it have to be everywhere? Oh, did you see Kid <laughs> Rock fucking blowing up a bunch of Bud Lights with his AR-15? I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Um, but like, <laughs> uh, my deal is they have such a Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, even though it's been sold off, it was an American company. It's no longer an American company. It's been sold off. But like, they have such a huge um, role in American culture, for sure, that couldn't, they took this one little ballpoint, can't even freaking see it, tiny piece of people and yeah. went with this. But guess what? We have veterans that have been in wars trying to protect our country that can't fucking get a house, that are live, sleeping on the streets. They can't do the things normal people do because their mind might not be right from the things they had to do to keep us safe. We can't give them a home. We can't give them a platform right. to talk on or talk talk to us about but we can fucking do this shit. Okay. Right, you know, we like, can fund like g- gender studies and drag and, queen story time. Yeah. Uh, for oh yeah. And you kids, could, you know, yeah. Have little kids that, come though. watch this. We can do that, but we can't take care of the people who have been taking care of us. The, the people that, that help protect us. I support the most. Like, I think they're fantastic. Too, you know, I, I certainly do. And I, I kind of wish I would have served too. When I was younger, I was such a, I guess, anarchist or whatever that sure. I didn't have. I didn't really have the desire to, but kind of looking back, kind of wish I would have, especially because I've seen how, um, not everyone, but I've definitely seen how a lot of ex-military have like just a good skill set that they developed from there. If not yeah. anything, like a good level of discipline. Uh, that, yeah, absolutely. You know, you just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've definitely heard, you know, uh, stories about, you know, a, a lot of good, you know, people who, like business owners, entrepreneurs, like, it, again, it, it's just because you learn how uh, discipline, the people who really soak that shit in, at least, you know, I've, I've also met some ex-military people who were just like, I was like, wow, you were in the military? <laughs> but, you know, not, not all, you know, I, I definitely say more of them than less. Uh, right. I feel like um, I can tell, you know. Right. Uh, so the getting back to, because uh, I'll get off, ta- off ta- topic, mm-hmm. but getting back to the Bud Light thing, I'm still not a hundred percent sure why everybody, I mean, I understand why people are freaking out, but I don't know the whole story behind the can with the, the dude who's clearly a dude being a chick thing. I, I don't, think, I, I don't understand it. I think the main thing is that that person is like being like heralded as some kind of, yeah, like pop icon hero kind of thing you know and okay. it's just it's kind of nauseating because like i know i've seen that person come up a lot in the news feed and it's just 
yeah you know it's like it's, it gets a bit tiresome we're just like we're tired of this you know and like um we we get it and like you said i mean what are they like less than one percent of the population it's a, it's a very small you know? percent and, I, I think everybody should be celebrated i i agree with that i think we're all humans and yeah whatever. i have no problem with trans people I, i've worked yeah. with trans people before you know i was at a in a gallery once that was uh run co-run by a trans person and uh, you know they liked me i liked them we had no problems i have no right. problems with anyone Correct. of any kind of sexuality you know right. i love love everybody you know i'm a i'm very libertarian you know, it's just like live and let live you do your thing i do mine you do whatever you want in your bedroom but you know basically yeah like once you start indoctrinating children and teaching them to you know chop off their dicks and private parts or whatever right. like uh, doing irreversible surgeries and things like that they will most likely come to regret once they snap out of it and grow up out of puberty just leave the kids alone let them let them grow up let them ha uh, have a little bit of innocence uh you know um just you know give them some time you know when, maybe once they're able to vote and you know buy liquor then they can chop whatever they want off you know, and I think I thought about that. There's a lot of other things about this. Like once you're at this point, whatever it is we deem 18, 21, I think everything's 21 now. I think you can't even buy cigarettes till you're 21 now. Oh yeah. Um, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that, I think they did make that at least in Texas a, a deal. Um, and again, like but, I think a lot of very sensible, like, you know, gay or trans people, even I've seen them come out and be like, yeah, this, this whole like grooming the kids thing in school is not good. Like they're, they're like, there's yeah. even like a movement of like, um, trans against, uh, groomers, I think is what they call themselves, sure. you know? And I mean, like, so, I mean, I know I'm not being unreasonable here. It's just, not, like <laughs> and I, I agree. No, I, I agree with you. School should not have anything to do with your sexuality. I think you, you get sex ed and guess yeah. what they taught us in sex ed fifth grade i don't know very little for you. very little <laughs> it, for me for me i got it in fifth grade so that's like 1994 95 and um it was a little booklet and it showed me and it was all the boys were separated and all the girls were separated there was not a third class for anybody else it was just <laughs> like this is this is it and here's a booklet and this is what your body does and you're at this age where it's about to start doing these things right check it out so for girls it was you know getting your period for boys it was getting a boner you know it's like yeah y'all are ready to start fucking y'all need to know a little bit here's a here's a picture of a flaccid penis <laughs> here's a, an erect one and right, right. you know and that was pretty and then like the coach awkward you know the gym coach awkwardly stood up there and like tried to explain it to us <laughs> god what an awful job right oh but um you know it's it's i don't know it it's that i think is the extent that the schools should i and it might also all it, it the only reason it's it's even in there is because you know there's some kids that don't have parents that are going to explain this the birds and the bees to, to right them. well and, like my parents i mean i have two parents in the home that certainly could have explained it and they didn't tell me shit you yeah. know but that that's the uh that's the uh the boomer fucking um way that's the way most of them were uh, yep. and i have to say i mean like give credit to the boomers right because there was something they did right because they they were pretty all right they were pretty tough we yeah. came out pretty all right maybe not quite as tough but you know we we're we're pretty tough sure uh, you know so they i think they did something right because you look at these kids now and they're so soft and they're so uh triggered and it's oh, just it's it's unbelievable. It's you can't even say anything to anybody. No, you know, I mean that's what I'm saying. Anything. It's just it's so it's like I think I think the the age of 
of the boomers, like kind of like laissez faire, like, you know, you just do your thing and get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> yeah. Stop blocking the television, shut up so I can hear what I'm watching on the TV. Yeah. You know, that apparently worked better than yeah. the helicopter parent. You know, the helicopter oh, parent yeah. did not work out. Like, look where we're at. You know, yeah. you're right. Uh, you remember yeah. Coach Mac? Oh, yeah. Dude, I love that guy. He's my favorite teacher of all time. Um, and I loved, I didn't like him the first day I met him because the first day I met him, I was sitting in the back of history class with Steve Atlane. And you remember Steve, you've been in bands with him. Um, me and me and Steve were sitting in the very back. Cause I guess we were those kids and this fucking giant man who's six, four, I'm only six, two now. So this giant man comes up to a podium. He grips the podium and you can hear his fingers grabbing that wood like and I was breaking like, the wood yeah and he was and he just sat there and stared at us like he was a wrestler you know and like looked at everybody in the class and was like if you need to sharpen your pencil it better be sharpened before the bell rings you know and so we're like what the fuck is and everyone else sixth grade you know everybody else is like coming out of elementary school like le- le- talking to these teachers and they're being all super nice to you and coach mac is the fucking devil Anyway, he yeah. turned out to be the, one of the best teachers, one of the best people ever. I'm still he in contact was with him. I still one talk with nice, him all the time. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, definitely one of the nicest guys. Once if you if you don't get on his bad side, right? And that's again, that's that's that kind of style of like tough love, kind of you know like hard discipline. Uh, if you cross me, you're gonna fucking pay for it. But you know, if you play by my rules, if you have respect, then uh, we'll be the best of friends, and you know, right. you can learn a lot. And uh, I think that's the correct method, you know, and I think uh, a lot of parents just try to be too much of like friends with their kids, you know, they try too hard to be friends and you have to draw a line somewhere and be like, okay, am I your friend or am I your guardian? And, you know, which is it? Because I can't actually be both all the time. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it's a man. I really feel for these kids, man, because they're, yeah, they're, they're parents, um, are not disciplining them. They're leaving that up to the school system and the school system yeah. is not doing a good job. The school system is teaching them how to be weak. Yeah. They're not teaching them arithmetic and stuff anymore. And like now math is racist and all this stuff. So, I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it's gone down, man. It's public school is just awful. I mean, it's like, I don't know, all these things kind of just accumulate. Um, you know, like we were talking about with the dialectic chaos as well. Like it's just, man, man, we, 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 we may be dying a, a death of by a thousand cuts as it's called, you know, yep. just so many little things, little things, you know, building up, you know, you got the freaking uh, the economy with all the, uh, you know, inflation. Uh, there's just so many things that are hitting us at once. So it's, it's, it's a scary time to be alive. And I'll, I, I will say though, that I think some of the uh, younger generation, they're going to pull come out of this, hard as fuck because they're com- they're they're living through a really fucked up hard time you know yeah. just like kind of where like the boomers and people like that you know they were raised by um world families war, world war people who came out of world war ii right and their fam and their parents you know they saw things like the great depression and stuff so they yeah. you know it was like that's why like a couple generations back people were so hard because man they had to go through some hard fucking shit Right. And we just had it too easy for too long. So, man, it's like either it's going to make or break us, you know? Yeah. And uh, I hope it doesn't break us. I hope, yeah, like that this... Net, I hope this, it makes us. <laughs> yeah, I hope it makes us great again, right? Uh, oh, uh, yeah. 
And uh, by, uh, also one more um, music thing that I wanted to bring up. Um, do you listen to Muse? Absolutely. Uh, I haven't, I haven't lately, but I've always loved them. I love, I love their bass lines. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, certainly no. the bass is fucking amazing. Well, um, cause they've been putting out some really good albums. Um, but, uh, this latest one that they put out will of the people, okay. it's definitely like, man, like lyrically, um, it's very relevant to a lot of things that, you know, we're kind of talking about right now. Um, I just love, and, and it's funny that I got into Muse a long while back and they, um, they've always had like actually these little innuendos about like, kind of like conspiracy theories, I guess you could say lots of like conspiracy theories, like kind of okay. just peppered throughout their albums. Sure. Um, you know, and, and it, and it's, I, I love them for that. I mean, their music is great again. Like even if they weren't, even if they were of a completely different persuasion, it wouldn't have mattered. Cause I just liked their sound. Right. Um, yep. oh, but, dude, uh, it's, it's totally them. When you hear when Muse comes on, you know who it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but to the fact that they have all these like like wonderful like innuendos and things that um, that align with, I guess, the the underground of or just the yeah conspiracy theories and just the uh, esoteric, I guess you could say as well. Um, it's just really adds another dimension for me. Uh, because when i dig into these songs i'm like oh yeah this i know all about this you know this is great or yeah. sometimes it's something new that i didn't know about like i remember uh they had an a, a song called uh mk ultra okay. and uh wow. that was when i first learned about what mk ultra was right because i was like i was like okay that's a pretty cool song title i really like this song and i was like listening to the lyrics i'm like there's something deeper here like it's he's yeah. he's describing something and so I look up and I type in MK Ultra into the search engine, and sure enough, I find out about like this secret government program where they were like, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah like giving people like, like I think LSD and just like other stuff yep. to try to see how they would like how their minds would break, and how they, like, I mean, and yeah, and beyond, like, yeah, yep, you're right. You guys can go look that up. I will also put that in the link in the description, the MK Ultra Project, which is super fascinating. And there's a lot of rabbit holes we can go down with that. And we should when I have you on whatever it is, this new show is going to be called the rabbit Hell hole, yeah. whatever. Uh, the Ryan hole. The Ryan hole. Dude, oh, wait, I, see, I already, I already wanted to call it. <laughs> I already wanted to call it Ted's rabbit hole. And then I realized that was a porn star, you know, our porn video. Like that was the Ted? name. Ted? Yeah, because Ted is the guy. So, okay. Yeah, sorry. I jumped into this. Uh, Ted <laughs> is a guy who uh, I work with and he's super fascinating. He's an author of a book called um, I'm a Little Otter. It's a children's book. It's it's totally cool. It's great. You guys can see the link below. Um, you it, It's a great tale of uh, this otter helping out a, a goose or something. Um, but anyway, Ted will call me and we'll Zoom. And he'll be like, all right, so here's the rabbit hole we're going down the day. And I think last night we talked about this. He'd be like, there's a shadow government. I'm like, okay. And he's got a little presentation and he gives it to me and we don't record it. It's just that. I'm like, holy crap, man, that was cool. Dude, so yeah, wanted... there's so much, there's so much knowledge on that. And like, I remember when some, when I first heard that phrase shadow government, it was like at one of my, actually, yeah, my first art job that I got out of art Institute, um, you know, and I was working in an art department and the um, production manager, you know, he was this kind of cool, like artsy dude who would like bang artsy chicks around Houston and then tell me about it. 
He's like, yeah, you should hit this girl, man. She was pretty good. I'm like, no. But, <laughs> that's, uh, not how I, that's not how I operate. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, but he, I remember one time uh, it was um, it was when I can't remember who was. I think it was Obama versus Mitt Romney was okay. the uh, presidential uh, election. And he was like, hey, who do you think is going to win? Like, you know, what do you think of these guys? And I was like, I was like, hmm. I was like. That guy Mitt's not gonna win. He's like, why? And I was like, because his name's fucking Mitt. Like, yeah. can you imagine having a fucking President Mitt? That's not President happening. Mitt. It's not cool. Mitt not, Romney. Just President Romney. I just can't see that. You know, you can't have a president named Mitt. He was like, and that Man. dude also flipped sides a bunch of times too. I think, right? <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, obviously Obama had the cool factor going. He had a cooler name he was too. But... Super well spoken. Yeah, and, you know. He kind of deceived a lot of people. I gave him a chance. I was excited I about too. the first black president, but uh, too. you know, wasn't incredibly impressed by the end of it, to say the least. But uh, I, one of the things that he mentioned too while we were chatting about that kind of stuff was he was like, I don't even know how it got into it, but I just remember him saying that like he's. I was like, well, what do you think? How do you think the? How do you think it's run? You know, how do you think the world's run or whatever? And because uh, he was asking me, and he said, well. He's like, well, I think there's a shadow government that's actually running everything from behind the scenes. And I was like, a shadow government? I was like, even though I kind of believe that already, just the way that when he said that, I thought it kind of yeah. sounded comical. Right. But like, and I was like, is it? And then, yeah, like, I don't know. Like I said, you know, then down the line, you yeah, you find out more MK Ultra and, uh, you know, other things. Like even again, by Muse, like they had that album called, uh, the live album was called Harp. And then you go look that up and H-A-A-R-P and it's this like uh, uh, high something Aurora. It, it's basically a weather modification system that was being developed. And uh, now they say that they're not using it. It's like, all right, sure. Uh, I'm sure you're still using it and you probably have something even better that we don't even know about. That's just the public face one. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, where do you, you know, why, why do you think? So like, think about this, like. Uh, we have daylight savings time and all that crap. And they've always said, Oh, it's because of the farmers. You know, it's because of whatever uh, Benjamin Franklin came up with this or whoever. Yeah. I think it was Benjamin Franklin came up with this back in the day. Like, mm -hmm. why are we still using it? Why is it still here? It's a disrupt. Okay. In my opinion, here's a crazy thing. It's a disruption from said shadow government that to literally fuck with you, to keep you um, kind of like uh like docile docile it's just another thing to keep you docile like having the beer there go my dogs again like having the beer drinking the kool-aid doing whatever it's just another thing that these this shadow government or whatever are doing in the background to make sure that you can't rise up that you can't do something and the reason i'm saying that is because i don't know if you've noticed it but i wish my dog would realize it jesus um when the time changes it fucks with everybody I don't know if yeah, it, it messes too. with your circadian rhythm. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I never really thought of it like that. I don't Suicides think that's actually up. what it was. Really? Wow. Yeah, I looked. I've been like going. That's probably why this. they kept it around. And you're probably right about that. I, I don't think it was started because of that. I think it really was because of, you know, farming to give them an extra hour of daylight, you know, to get their farming done. Why uh, wouldn't you just be like, it's a new season. Shit. You know, the springs here. Uh, it, it, it is kind of silly though because like why don't get they up just an hour earlier get up an hour earlier right yeah like do we really have to fucking change the time yeah i, I that's yeah. a good point <laughs> but i would venture to say because i always am i try not to be you know bite on every conspiracy theory but i would say that maybe they might have kept it once they realized hey look 
crime goes up and people kill each other, go more insane every time we do this, like, let's keep this going. Yeah, you know, a, there's too many people in the world. We need to keep the population down. Right. You know what you know, we should do? Pandemic. Right. <laughs> and they war gamed that, you know. Uh yeah. did you ever see that? Like it was like this thing called like SPARS 2020, where like all these uh like um I believe it was by the World Economic Forum, but it was one of these, yeah, like groups. Maybe it was the the WHO, the uh the World Health yeah, Organization. Yeah, yeah. One of these organizations, maybe it was the NIH. There's so many of them that are always like colluding and like fucking fucking around behind the scenes. But yeah, uh they, they did a yeah, this thing called SPARS 2020. Uh, that was, you know, basically a war game where they got together and like, just, you know, planned out like, okay, what would happen if this, uh, if, if this bio weapon was released from, uh, Wuhan, you know, and all that. And, uh, you know, Damn. they just, they just play it out and they figure out like what they think would happen and how the public would respond and what, what they would have to do to get more compliance and all this stuff. Wow. Right. Yeah. And, and then like literally two years later, it happens and it goes right by the book. Uh, and instead of spars, it's SARS, uh, you know, COVID, uh, 19 or whatever. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's nuts, man. It's nuts. How, again, you can find that that's not a conspiracy theory. You can actually find that where they did that, where they war game yeah, that, you know, I believe it. So like, there's so much of this shit that is just right out in the open that it's no longer a conspiracy theory. It's more just like, a conspiracy fact and you have to be like a coincidence theorist to think that all these things are not interconnected like it certainly is it certainly is interconnected how all these things interplay uh like you said you know population control uh there's there's many aspects to that you know with the um with obviously vaccine deaths spike mm. you know the deaths weren't so bad again at the end of 2020 i pointed out that point pointed that out earlier and uh and i got ridiculed for that then the following year as the vaccine rolled out then all of a sudden all the deaths started spiking and we've been seeing all these strange deaths you know that's this like died suddenly phenomena yeah. for the last right. two years where like even young adults who are in perfect health died suddenly that was never a thing and actually kids having myocarditis that was never a thing y'all if anybody out there is like questioning that that never used to happen up until like the last two years, ever since 2021, that's the going forward. That's the only time when young kids and teenagers and young adults, healthy adults would die of myocarditis. Do you and remember, then, I mean, remember when this started, like, um, everybody started getting, um, the, they started calling us anti-vaxxers. I've never had a vaccine. I've never had a COVID-19 vaccine. Um, I've had other vaccines my, my whole life. I, I had the flu shot back in the day. I used to get it all the time. I don't, I haven't had it in 10 years because just whatever. I still got, still got the flu anyway. Uh, well, that's what I noticed. Everyone who got the flu vaccine would always get the flu still. Yeah. So I, ne I never got the flu vaccine and I actually hardly ever got sick. There was a time I was in a truck, a small S10, Chevy S10, uh, during the pandemic. Uh, there was two coworkers. They were sitting in the front. I was in the back. Both of them had COVID. Both of them. Mm -hmm. Both of them also had the vaccine. We did. I didn't know they had COVID when this was happening. They had both had the vaccine, um, and they were feeling a little weird. But they just were kind of oh well. I just uh, allergies are a little crazy. Later that later in that week they both went and got tested because one of them ended up having 103 degree fever and he had COVID. Then the next guy had COVID and guess what? 
the unvaxxed guy didn't have it. I, I I've had COVID since. I, I mean, I've had it I, and yeah. I had it like uh, in December and it sucked. It wasn't good. It wasn't the kind they had during the pandemic or whatever. And I get it. There's different strains. There's different whatever. But I remembered right. thinking, hey, I'm not vaccinated. I was in a car with the most deadly disease known to man in the smallest cab with the AC blowing heat, blowing this shit all around us. No windows rolled down. I didn't get sick. Those two fuckers who had the, uh, and I love those guys, by the way, but like those two guys who had the vaccine sick, uh, yeah. I just doesn't make it the, the, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything about it, but that's what happened. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, one of the things that you also described there is like, for instance, maybe you did get it, but you were just, you know, asymptomatic as they would call sure. it where it's oh, like, yeah. so right. basically you got the virus, but it didn't make you sick. You didn't start coughing or feeling bad. Right. Well, one of the things about that, that, um, the, the who came out and actually even admitted later. in I believe it was 2020, if not like early 2021 was that this whole idea of asymptomatic spread was not a thing. They were like, Hey, actually, um, if you're not coughing, you know, if you're not actually like, you know, producing mucus and yeah. coughing, you know, making making it come out, then like, you're not going to spread it to anyone that it's impossible, really, you know, at least highly improbable that you would spread it to anybody if you're just feeling fine, and you just happen to be carrying it inside you, right? Okay, um, so that was already like a known thing, again, that like was officially put out. But yet, we still continued with like this whole thing like where oh you got to get tested though you know even if then you got to stay home and all this if if you tested positive on these faulty tests then you have to stay home for 14 days or whatever and it's like yeah. all these measures you know all this lockdown measures and just completely draconian crap that was not based in any kind of science and actually the yeah. science completely contradicted it and yet we went along with it and we keep going along with it and they're even yeah. still like trying to you know, there's still some companies who are like trying to push people into uh, to following these already like debunked, completely unscientific rules, yep. you know, no, and right. it's, it's just nuts. And then, you know, all this thing about, yeah, like how they were kind of like, oh, well, you weren't mandated to take the vax, but it's like, yeah, except, you know, I wasn't going to be able to go to work. I wouldn't be able to feed yep. my family like, right. That's pretty much forcing people. That's pretty much a mandate when when even though you didn't put it into law. When you made, when you basically twisted the arm of all these companies, of these major corporations and stuff, to do it, and then uh, they force it on their employees, it's pretty much as good one as of, law. You know, one of our mutual friends, and I'm not going to admit, uh, like I can tell you off air, like I just don't want to air out his medical stuff, but like, you know, somebody we know was was pretty much forced to do it. It's like, well, you get the vaccine or you don't come to work. Right. That's and, fucking bullshit. That should never yeah. happen. It should never happen. Like, are you serious? Like, I'm like, why? Like, and, and like the thing doesn't even fucking work. Yeah, because... it's like if you're not even sick. Yeah, and then yeah, right. Then it turns out not only does it not work, but it actually makes you more susceptible. Like you were pointing out, people that you know who've been vaxxed get sick. I'm seeing that all the time. I mean, like every one of us who are who didn't take that vax are noticing that we're all a lot better off. We're yeah. hardly ever getting sick, and um, we've I've had it seeing... one. I've had it one time. Hey, yo, editing room, Ryan, again. Hey, since this video has been filmed, I did get COVID one more time. I had it for exactly 24 hours. Uh, it spread through our office real fast. Uh, my voice went out and I was like, huh, that's weird. And then one day I just started feeling kind of, hmm, you know, kind of crappy. And so I went to the doctor 
took a test, COVID, and uh, went to sleep for about 12 hours, woke up, COVID gone. And, yeah. uh, and it was, it was, again, if you want to go with the scenario, you know, that it's, um, it's different now, this is a different variation of it and it's less bad. It's just like a cold or whatever. Well, that's what it was. It was like a cold. Right. So yeah, was, what was the big was, deal? Why did we less, lock down over a cold? It was less than a cold for me. I mean, but according to, I had like two uncles and a grandma who passed away. According to the doctors, it was all COVID. Everybody died that year, 2020, 2021. Everyone who died had COVID. Right. Yeah. Guess how, guess, yeah. My grandma got sick. Guess why? She left the fucking window open. She was in a, in a, uh, old person, uh, uh, old folks home or whatever, uh, oh, where yeah. they were, where they were rotating these care workers out. Mm-hmm. So the care, the care workers would come in for like two weeks, three weeks, whatever they'd be tested. They were tested daily while they were there. They lived inside the old folks home. Then they would rotate out. And then the next set would come in and the, the, and the same thing. Would, so it's trying to do as much as they could. No one could come and visit them. We had to go see grandma from behind some fucking glass shit and talk to her through that. Well, guess yeah, what? One night she went to sleep, left her window open about this much. She was 99 years old. Well, guess what happens when you get a cold front and you're already have congestive heart failure right? and the, uh, and a cold front blows through and it goes to 20 degrees real quick. You probably get kind of sick. It yeah. happens, you know, going yeah. from cold to hot. So she got sick. So she goes to the hospital. My dad, my, my family's trying to figure out what happened. The doctor said, well, she's got COVID. And then he jokingly laughed and said, I haven't seen the flu at all this year. And like, fuck you, huh. first of all. Um, yeah, funny like, how that works. The flu didn't happen. Nothing happened. Nobody had the flu. You got yeah. sick. You had COVID. Right. Yeah. Every uh, The flu magically went away. Yeah. yeah. All flu- the things. But all what's the things fu- went away. What's also funny about that is that all the, all the, uh, all the COVID deaths were an inverse of the flu deaths like we would normally have this certain number of flu deaths every year well that dropped to nothing basically but covid replaced it like almost exactly yeah it's like it's funny how that happens yeah and it totally did it was something something is fucking with this that's called gaslighting in my opinion you know (laughs) when it's like you're being shown like you, you could see the obvious truth here that they're just swapping out uh flu deaths for covid deaths yeah but yet they're telling you that's not the case. It's like, okay, come on. I'm how naive do you got to be? Well, right? and I think we all were because the news scared the shit out of us, dude. There, when when 2020 March of 2020 happened, I had oh, yeah, a when lung, it first happened, yeah. I had a lung infection, which is what I know it was now. But at the mm-hmm. time, it was right when it was happening and there was no tests. I went right along with the narrative at first because I saw the propaganda videos coming out of China where yeah. there was like people like falling over and dying in the streets with blood coming out of their mouth. And I was like, Oh shit, that's coming here. Like, okay, we, we need to lock down. We need to take this seriously, you know, but then like after a few weeks of realizing, okay, that never happened ever again, except for in that, that propaganda video, which I realize now was a fucking fake propaganda video made by the the Chinese communist party to scare everybody. Uh, Nobody ever talks about that anymore either for some reason, but you know, that never happened. That's obviously not how people die of COVID with blood squirting out of their face on the street. Um, That never happened again. Uh, But then also, I mean, it was like, after like two months or so of, you know, two weeks to slow the spread, uh, locking down, um, 
some of the data started rolling in and we were starting to see that, oh, okay, um, some of these areas actually that didn't lock down are perfectly fine. Some of these areas that have locked down are just as well, if not worse, maybe because people aren't going outside and getting sunlight, you know, because yeah. actually vitamin D that you get from the sun actually helps you fight viruses. So locking right. down and staying indoors is actually making it worse. Right. <laughs> Dude, so, the, the whole, the whole, the whole environment, you remember, um, goodness gracious, there's a movie called the happening. It had Do Zoe Deschanel. And I think it was like, I don't know, Mark Wahlberg or somebody. Anyway, the whole, the whole premise of these the, fucking people. So the whole premise <laughs> of the movie, Marky Mark, you don't know Marky Mark. I, I know that name. I probably know him. Marky like... Mark and the funky bunch, man. Come on. 1990. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> he's an actor now. Um, long story short, they made this movie. The movie was about how the trees, the grass and all plant life had realized that humans were bad. And then the trees and the plant life adapted to start to kill humans by when they release pollen and stuff flowing through the air. If, if you were in the wrong wind direction or whatever, it was, the movie was um, directed by M night Shyamalan. Blah, 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 oh, okay, cool. I have to check that out. It's not good. Oh, check, okay. no, please check it out. No, please okay. watch it. It's just like, I watched it the other day and I was like, Jesus Christ, why did I like this movie? But, um, the pollen, the pollen fucking, if it blows the right way, you know, it, it, and it hits these people, it, I, it either kills them or turns them into zombies or something. And when 2020 was happening, when this all was happening, when you would see the streets of Houston completely vacant, no cars on it and yeah. major cities around the U S and around the world. That Nobody was, was outside. Everyone was inside. I remember walking out in my driveway, the same place I live here, or, you know, I still live in the same place, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I walked out and I looked at the trees and the wind was blowing and I was like, you know, like, I don't know if I should be outside right now. Right. It was the same shit. And you'd watch it's quite a news. fear campaign. You watch the news and everyone's freaking out. Donald Trump's freaking out. His advisors are freaking out. Everyone's just making it weird. Everybody was afraid. Yeah. It made it so weird to me that like anytime I felt like when I had that lung infection in 2020, which I thought was COVID, but they couldn't test for it. They didn't have any tests in March of 2020. There was none or, or very little tests. Didn't you say so that I, you lost like your ability to taste the, the same for a while though? Um, it was... I don't know if it was like that. I lost the ability. To, something had changed. I don't know about the ability to taste. My wife. That's what I remember she, you telling me. My wife lost the ability to smell when she got it, mm -hmm. like for real, got it. So the thing back in twenty twenty. Yeah, and well, she didn't get it in twenty twenty. She got it uh, like last year, November of last year. Um, when I got it in twenty twenty, it was like I couldn't breathe. I just, I, I just, I couldn't fucking breathe. Oh, right. Yeah. You were so saying that like, you have, and, but that slowly has kind of come back. It's come right? back. I can. So what had happened was I lost the ability to get the yawn. So when you yawn, that's what I was thinking. So yeah. when you yawn, you get this final satisfying feeling at the end, I would get all the way up close to the top where you would get that satisfying feeling. It stopped. That's like. That's like having to burp and not being able to burp or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds, it was, sounds, and it sucked. And it was so like, like for a long time. Unsatisfying. And then it still took like a year or two for it to finally come back, but it finally did. But I don't believe I had COVID then. As after experiencing COVID in December 
And then a month later after having COVID, I got pneumonia. After having those two things, what I had back in 2020 wasn't shit. Well, you know, like, it, it, it's, it certainly could have been COVID. I mean, again, like you mentioned, you, got, you had like weird breathing problems afterwards. Like a lot of people were, yeah, that's not very normal for just a flu or a normal cold. Because uh, COVID definitely is something different. I mean, it is cooked up in a bio lab. You know, that was another thing that I sussed out very early on, like within the first couple months of the uh, uh, of the lockdown too, as I was looking at the news and stuff, I was like researching and I was like, no, they're saying it came from a wet market from this bat. And then, I, but there's research that shows that that same bat that this came from wasn't sold in the wet market, but it was yeah. a bat that was being researched on in this bio lab, yeah. you know, like a mile down the road. So it was like the it was very easy for me to see that this was a a bio lab leak. But again, that was something that because Trump said it, that everyone had to be like, no, Trump's wrong. It came from the wet market, you know. So of course, uh we we had to ignore the truth once again because Orange Man Bad. Uh, Orange Man Bad. He said Kung Flu. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and it's like, but but that was the origin. Uh and now we're coming to find that actually NIH uh, funded the gain of function research and yeah. that it actually probably did, or it came from them. The uh, So in a way we did create it, but we created it in Wu, in a Wuhan lab. That's, yeah. that's basically what happened is yep. um, Dr. Fauci's NIH uh, created this fucking uh, bioweapon, but while they were working on it, um, you know, they got slapped. And so they had to move their research to Wuhan and that's yeah. where they continued to fuck around with it until, until it was released. And I'm pretty yeah. sure that was a purposeful release as well because it mm -hmm. was a perfect storm. It put us all in lockdown, created this crazy situation where Trump couldn't win or lose, you know, if, no matter what he did, if he didn't lock down, he'd be hated. If he does lock down, then he gets hated for that by, you know, the other side. So it's like he's kind of in a lose-lose situation. So I don't blame him for kind of taking the bait there. Uh, although, well, look where look where we are now. Yeah, like, and that's that's what sucks like, is that what's what's what, happening now? He's going to run again. Okay, cool. Uh, now he's uh, been the first president ever indicted on anything. Uh, and everyone's like, dude, what is he? And what are you indicting him for? They're like, we have 34 like, things. They're like, yeah, but none of that's real. <laughs> yeah. It, I was actually hearing about it earlier. I, I'm, and I'm pretty sure what those, it's like basically those 34 things are probably just the 34 like signatures on this one document that he signed his name on. So it's like basically this one thing about like the hush money, supposedly that he paid to stormy daniels uh mm -hmm. the you know the porn star uh so who also says that they like didn't even fuck or anything right know? like then she already <laughs> admitted that this was bs a while yeah. back i thought yeah. you know so like this it's like the most flimsy thing ever like even on like cnn and some of these pundits and people are like pointing out how like this is very underwhelming what we've been seeing like it doesn't look like it's gonna hold up and it, yeah no this is actually the stupidest thing i've ever done and it actually almost just kind of makes me wonder because i'm like this is so bad that like it makes me think maybe maybe he is like part of this kind of like chess game that the deep right. state is playing you know right. where like they actually want him to go back into office and so they're creating a narrative you know uh to boost him back up because this has certainly done nothing but help him you know like his campaign right. uh finances have gone up by like five million dollars or something within the last was... couple of days it was eight million a couple. It was four million at first, mm -hmm. like after two or three days, and then I think yeah. it was up to eight million like 
yesterday. Wow. So yeah, I mean, it's been nothing but good for him and his campaign. And, and in honesty, in all honesty, yeah, like his support was a little bit waning because of the, his uh, response to the COVID thing, because he's taken so much pride in that fucking deadly jab. You know, he yeah. still thinks it's like one of his greatest achievements when it's really like his biggest blunder. You know, he right. did a lot of good things, but that wasn't one of them. And I don't know why he still stands by it. Um, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's sad that he's like still trying to like pretend like that was a good move. They're even uh, saying, you know, people are like, well, it, you know, at first they were like, well, it, it um, you know, well, it lessens your symptoms. <laughs> it didn't. Like, it did right. not that did not happen like the, so if it if it did morph if the thing did morph into this what i had in december where i just had a homicron yeah i had the 102 degree fever and, and some sniffly noses for five days i was like eh, that sucks the thing that sucked was a month later it, like even though i had didn't have covid anymore i got pneumonia because that crap lingered yeah. And I didn't get it all out and I got pneumonia and that sucked. But, but I mean, it's a real thing. We're not guys. We're not saying this thing ain't a real thing. No, we seriously. It is. That. It's a bioweapon. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like it is a very real thing. Um, It's just, it's a, it's like kind of like a soft kill weapon. You know, it's like, yeah. it's something that's made to, um, you know, only kill off a few people like the yeah. elderly and, yeah. and the, the, the weak, the immunocompromised. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but mainly it was, and the reason why they did that was because they wanted to see again, how much control, if their war game would work, if they could put us all under control over something so simple and, yeah. um, not, you know, something that wasn't actually that threatening and they, they, it worked beautifully. We all locked down. We all did exactly as told. Yep. So that worked out that that's a check mark on there, on there. But, uh, the, the vaccine was actually the, uh, the real bioweapon, you know, because, this thing actually de degrades people's immune systems, right? And it actually gives them the spike protein in a way to where their body is actually more susceptible of it. And actually even um, it spreads throughout the body with the spike protein uh, from what I understand. And it basically causes the, the immune system to like, like eat itself, you know, and it's like trying to shut down all these spike proteins all over the place. And that's, you know, it causes these blood clots and shit. And that's why people are fucking dying after getting this vax because they're basically like, they're being given an even worse bioweapon. Like you were better off just catching the, the, the softer bioweapon known as COVID-19 versus taking voluntarily injecting this shit into you, which was way worse. You know, yeah. now, now your immune system is completely compromised now you're on this like uh fucking Pfizer subscription plan where you have to take a booster like twice, thrice a year or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and, and people's immune systems, like they're, they're just going, like they're turning to nothing to where you're going to be stuck taking these fucking, these worthless shots really uh, for the rest of your life, you know? And it's, it's just sad because it's just like the flu. Yeah. Take flu know. shot every year. Uh, why, why are we taking the flu shot? Well, so you won't get the flu, but everyone still gets the flu. Well, well, we think that these three strains of the flu are going to be bad this year. Like, yeah. And it, it mutates you, every year and they never can pull it off. I, I think, think vaccines, <laughs> vac a vaccine should be like a one-time inoculation, you know, like well, when we were growing up, you get polio. You yeah. Get, I mean, you like you all, get all those, these, yeah, right. you never get it. Guess what? You don't get when you get these vaccines, you don't get polio. Right, but you get, exactly. you get a and fucking you, not only that, for... but you only have to take that thing once too. That's yeah. another like very like big difference between 
the like the flu vax and this uh, COVID vax is that these are like, again, like uh, they just want you to keep taking them and they're obviously not helping you if you have to keep taking them. You know, it's like, yeah, we haven't figured it out. Whatever it is, we have not figured it out. Like, yeah, let's just go. Certainly not working the way it should have. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It's not going, it's not working as advertised. Yeah. Going to the (laughs) flu vaccine and just like not, I just quit taking it naturally way before COVID-19 ever showed up. I was just like, I watched all my relatives still get the flu, whatever, because that, like I was saying a minute ago, like the experts think that you're going to get, or this strain of the flu, these three strains or two strains or whatever is going to be the ones that are coming this year. Why do you think that? Oh, well, we have evidence from the other side of the planet that says that this is what's coming. Okay, cool. I get it. And then all my friends get it. I get it. And then I fucking get the flu too. My cousin gets the flu anyway. Yeah. You know, if in fact, probably we would probably even have less flu death if everyone just stopped taking the damn flu vaccine, because again, that vaccine is not helping anyone. And it's probably actually doing the same thing as the COVID vax is doing, which is ruining people's ability to build natural immunity. Right. And if you just let your body, you know, nature knows what it's doing. That's actually why the flu just became a common virus in the first place. It's like, uh, you know, the, it didn't, we didn't beat the Spanish flu with vaccines. It actually just burned itself out by yeah. uh, herd immunity. Enough people got it to yeah. where we started, like, you know, we were building immunities and enough, you know, that's, so that's why it's just with us. Okay. Anyway, we've had a great talk about all this stuff. Let's get to the <laughs> we list. We definitely did. <laughs> uh, let's get to the list and get on some stuff. So we talked about uh, Megadeth, which is great. We talked about the new Metallica, which is great. We've talked about COVID, which is fun. Um what okay so one thing uh what have you been listening to musically like lately besides megadeth is there is there any band that stands out to you is there somebody or 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 maybe not necessarily a rock band but there's like has, have you been listening to anything lately that just as it inspires you oh certainly yeah i'm glad you asked because uh i was you know so i did mention megadeth and also the new muse i highly encourage people to check that right. out because it is actually one of their more heavy more guitar driven albums in a long time so it's just great um and, and you said lo- will of the people yeah and the and the message behind most of these songs like a song called compliance very very on point uh just great stuff they have a song the final song in there is called we are fucking fucked no shit yeah and it's it's real shit man i'm telling you it's very per very pertinent to our times in this post pandemic era or, you know, but uh, yeah, even mentions the great reset in one of those songs. I just was like, Whoa, he fucking said it. He said the great reset. It's like, this is awesome. Um, Holy fuck. I just love when people actually talk about like real shit that's going on. So, uh, and they're the only ones I know doing that. And, you know, I, I plan on maybe putting some of that kind of stuff into some of my future releases. If I ever get around to making more music, but uh, you know, one on band- that hard on that Metallica hardwired to self destruct thing, one of the songs is like "We're so fucked, shit out of luck, hardwired to self destruct." And I was like, "Right, oh. I did love that." Yeah, <laughs> that song, yeah, came out so hard. Oh man, it was so refreshing when yeah. when I saw that. And Herc's solo was actually good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, and yeah, so a band that I don't know if you ever heard of them, and it's not rock, um, but it makes sense that I like them. They're called uh, the Dead South. Uh, dude, that name sounds familiar, but I don't. I can't think of a song or anything. So the Dead so, South. So um, their biggest hit is a song called "In Hell I'll Be Good Company." 
uh, but they've got a ton of great songs. That's very that Nine Inch Nails of them. <laughs> well, and so and they, but their sound is so like not that they're they're basically a bluegrass band. Okay, and so it's kind of funny. Like I've never really liked country, um, and so it's weird. But they've kind of maybe been my gateway to country because somehow mm-hmm. I found them you know, browsing on, you know, some social media site or maybe YouTube, whatever. And, but yeah, they instantly drew me in with that song and I checked out more of them and I just love everything they do. They have such amazing original songs and it's all bluegrass, but, um, there's something to it that it's like kind of dark. I don't know. It's not always dark, but they have like an, they have like an edge to them. I don't know how really to explain it other than maybe just to say, yeah, they got like an edge. And it kind of made sense to me though, once I like Wikipedia them or whatever and read a little about them, that actually um, the band formed the members actually used to be like, I think in a punk band or something. Okay. So that kind of made sense to me because then I was like, maybe that's why me as like a metalhead, I really like the feel and like just what they're doing, you know, like because yeah. even though it's even though it's bluegrass there's something metal about it. You know, like they never yeah. once break out into a distorted riff or any, there's not even a drummer. Uh, so, I mean, you know, it's just like, it's bluegrass, but there, you can almost kind of tell that it's bluegrass written by metal heads because it's Absolutely, just so, yeah. it's so it's got that depth that metal has, you know? So the, the, the thing that like I've been getting into like, I've never really been in the country either, but like, I mean, I guess here and there recently I've gotten into what people are calling Texas country. It is basically 1990s alternative music uh-huh. with a dude who sings that has a country accent. So, and it's done like with country style with like acoustics and stuff or what? It sounds like 1990s alternative rock. There's two of them and I love both of them. One of them's name is Co Wetzel. That dude's <laughs> really fucked up. Like he's got a really fucked up problem. Like he's like can some I'm too fucked up. Can somebody drive me to Taco Bell? It's one of these, like literally that's the whole song is about doing cocaine and fucking chicks, like going to having somebody take him to Taco Bell after he's all fucked up. But it's like this Texas country stuff. And the other one is sounds relatable. Yeah. And the, the other one's this other guy, I can't think of his name right now, but he has some really great songs and they're really dark, but it's, it's just these regular ass 1990s alternative rock songs with the guy who's got a little twang on his voice and that's it. And I'm like, I, okay, I can get behind this. Like, this is mm-hmm. cool. Moving on to, cause thank you for telling me about the dead South. I can't wait to check them out after this. I want to go back to the logo. I want to go back to it. I want to share it. Can you see it? it I there? can. Yeah. So this is my background of my computer right now because I thought Vinny Vincent did such a great job. It does make uh, a good desktop background. No, it's perfect. And what mm-hmm. I loved about this as I was looking at it uh, yesterday is like you kept that desert theme that started with the what which starts all of these episodes. That, you know, you see right. So that's my vision is I wanted because uh, I like the idea of what you have there, but I just kind of felt like it. It looks like it could you know it could be improved upon. So that's kind of what I'm hoping to do with this is to have like this like. Oh man, you're going to love it. Cause that, that geometric, um, extruded s- spheroid or whatever you want to call it is yeah. like, it's, I, I just imagine it's going to like kind of come swooping in and then that, but it, the 13 won't be visible yet, you know, kind of swoop into view, come down towards the ground there. And then like the, the 13 will kind of just emerge out of it 
And then oh, maybe maybe it'll dude. even kind of almost like I'm thinking this just right now, like maybe it'll kind of the 13 will kind of like come out and then just like sever almost like it in a way like it kind of gives birth to it or like drops it off. And then the sphere maybe just flies away and leaves 13 there. Maybe something like that. Oh, Either dude, that, I like that, too. I know, man, I never even thought about something like that. That is cool. <laughs> yeah, that was just kind of coming to me while I was thinking about it. It could just stay there like this because I do like the sphere and I like the 13 kind of being encased in that sphere. So it may like just it stay too. there, too, because actually another thing that I can do with this uh, with this geometry is it actually can move. And uh, so that'll be one of the things that I'll certainly it's certainly going to do regardless is like that geometry is going to be all kind of like pulsating and like, you know, extruding and intruding, like going in and oh, out and kind of cool. shifting and shit, you know? Oh, yeah. man, I never even thought about that. Yeah. Dude, so it's I, gonna, like, yeah. I like when I when I first looked at it, you know, I looked at it on my phone. Well, I couldn't look at it on my phone for whatever reason. It wouldn't show it to me. So when I got to the, the computer and I looked at it, and I actually opened it up and was like, sat there and i was like i was looking directly at the r and i was like did i describe to him what i actually wanted and mm. and i did and you performed on it and fucking nailed it but at first i wasn't 100 percent sure because i'm i guess i'm always a little skeptical of myself but then as, as i started pulling out from the r 13 and I started looking at all the other stuff. I was like, oh, dude, he incorporated the desert. <laughs> like, and then you did, and the third, you all, he had said that in my uh, intro, like, you're like, yeah, that's cool, but it's like flat. You know, it's just like this right. flat thing. And right. it was too two dimensional. And I'm like, I love this. And before you started describing what you were talking about, I was thinking, when you started talking about animating it, I was like, oh, cool. The ball will come down and then like the ball will rotate. And then you'll see the R or something, but like the way you're describing it sounds way fucking better. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. The ball that that ball is gonna be all like fucking yeah, pushing and pulling all these little fucking uh, nodules, and then yeah, and I kind of see that the thirteen kind of probably just emerging from that, um, kind of being pushed, so cool. pushed out of it. Yeah, and either like I said, either either will kind of just hang out there and just stay there like that with the with the modules kind of just still like shifting and stuff while the 13 is just there and that could yeah. be the end of it or maybe like I said it might just kind of like leave it there and take off and then just leave the 13 there but I kind of think I'm I might like for it to just the the, the spheroid to kind of stay there with it but yeah, we'll yeah, see. yeah uh yeah you were asking for me to basically do do something different but keep it the same yeah, and that's that. like <laughs> <Keep it> the same <laughs> right yeah that was really like fucking with me and kind of hard because i was like okay how do i change it but keep it the same you right. know yeah like that was kind of tough yeah but, uh... my bad i just i like <laughs> i want so my my whole deal is like the whole ryan 13 thing came about because i love danny filth from cradle of filth and i was like oh what a cool thing what a cool way to do things you know i was like okay cool i'm gonna be ryan 13 uh or whatever when i was in my 20s and oh yeah I see what you, mean. you know that's why i say yeah, i totally fucking i'm not original um and <laughs> the uh but now then i started using this symbol which is a great fucking symbol but it's the razor 13 symbol i know i kind of said it earlier it's and i felt bad so i hope we at least changed it enough you changed it yeah. enough i mean i dude, think it, so we I added think... spikes and i also kind of twisted it and made it a little more gnarly and gave it you know it's definitely different now it is now my symbol like yeah. it, it can still I like yours so, more actually 
I do too. Like, well, actually, <laughs> I don't know. I like the original too, but like yeah. this, this way I feel like, and, and there's not like anybody in razor, the razor 13 camp that's against me using this symbol. I've just felt like uh, I want to keep it the same because of how this show came about, but I want it to be more me and this is it. And this is fantastic. And it's gonna, you know, be on t-shirts and shit. Uh, I'm, I'm really digging it, man. I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm glad that you like it because obviously if you don't, then, then I'm fucked. I got to come up with something else. <laughs> no, I like it. And I liked, I liked the original things that you were coming up with when we first started talking about it. You'd like shop. Like when I asked you to, to, to think about it, mm-hmm. you shot me like three or four different ideas. I liked those. And then, but I sat with it and I was like, I've already started using this. And that's how the whole show started in the first place was about was supposed to be just talking about razor 13, five episodes and it was over. Anyway, Vinny, uh, Vincent Fink, thank you for coming on the show. We are not done talking. Um, Stick around after this so we can talk a little bit more, but also you're going to be on the show way more often as long as you want to be. And I'm that new rabbit hole show, whatever the fuck I'm going to call it. Um, I want you to come on that because we have a lot to talk about. It can be a weekly thing. It could be a monthly thing. It could be, it's just going to be 15, 20 minutes of us just like, there's a shadow government, you know, like it, it's just going to be, be a good challenge to try to actually get my ass to like, say something in a concise 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that's, and that's where I'm at with most of this stuff is like, I love this long form stuff and I love having these videos and I love having these talks because we need the long form Andy black sugar, the guitar player for Blondie and KMFDM. When he came on the show, uh, we were talking about the short form stuff. And he's like, dude, we need this long form stuff. We need it. We need it as a society. I, I and- love it. Yeah, honestly, I think a lot of people dig it. Um, I think it'll go over well. We've got like two two hours. So there's going to be like four hours of us talking now. I think you're going to have Fuck plus yeah. that, that first one where I was on the phone with you. So like, I mean, yeah. you got all this shit, but it's yeah. great because um, I know for me, I'm always looking for long ass videos or, or talks, podcasts or whatever to put on while I'm working, you know, and uh, I'm, yeah. when I'm working on art, I'm working on it for hours at a time and I don't want to have to keep finding something new to put on. Right. It's great to like, just be able to put something on and have it just roll for a few hours, you know? So, uh, and it, and then you get time to really absorb it. It gives people time to really expand on their thoughts, you know, and not be, not being bombarded every five minutes or whatever it is with like a commercial break, you know, yeah, and right. yeah, all that shit's just annoying. This uh, is if- definitely the the superior format. Hell yeah. If you don't mind, uh, can I pass your email address along to Brandon Thomas from expanding reality? So he might ask you on his show. Sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, I I love shooting the shit. I love talking, especially like, you know, conspiracy theories, obviously, you know, I'm very much into the esoteric, you know, and all that kind of stuff, man. You know, I think I'm glad we got to get a little bit into the beyond here as well as just the music talk, you know, we're going to so much, you're going to come on so much more. Uh, I got questions, but I'm going to ask off air. So we don't give stuff away for the okay. next time you come on, but, but Hey, I'm uh, proud of you for getting that SM seven B by the way, just a real quick little gear talk. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been rocking this fucking mic forever. Uh, you know, ever since I bought it for vocals, um, yeah. back in the day, the guy at guitar center asked me what I kind of vocals I do. And I, I told him, well, I do a little bit of singing and screaming and shit, you know? And he was yeah. like, sm7b he's like this is the mic that um james hetfield used on the black album i was like sold found out recently Done. that uh michael jackson also used it on uh, the thriller 
as well wow. as a lot of other, you know, obviously it's everywhere. It's like omnipresent now in the podcast yeah. sphere. So, uh, and they made it, they made it like, it's cheap enough. It's not cheap. Yeah. Well, it's, it's more cheap. than it was before. I, yeah. I bought it for like $400. I think it's like, how much, how much was that? Uh, just the mic, I think was like three seventy five plus tax. So it ended up coming out to 400. Then I, you know, really? I, so I can, that's really surprising that it's still like the same price. It's still uh, like, it's still, I could have swore I paid like 400 at least when I bought it. Maybe it, may it was have, like three seventy. you know, don't quote me on it. I did go on Amazon and I know, I'm kind of like, like pissed off now. Like you should have paid more. God damn it. Inflation. Well, <laughs> I could probably look it up. I'll look it up. I'll look it up after we end in, in the recording and tell you exactly how much I paid for it. But yeah. I think I'm still paying for it because I did that whole Amazon. They're like, oh, just pay a hundred dollars a month for it. I'm like, and you'll be done in six months. I'm like, all right, sweet. <laughs> oh, is that, it's like buy now, pay later thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I bought it now and paid the 120 bucks up front. Okay. But every month I pay another hundred and whatever or however much i don't know i don't pay okay. attention to it and that's probably yeah. why i'm bad with my finances because i don't pay attention well no it, it's it's a fairly priced mic i mean it's it's good because it's it's in that nice like mid-range it's a super pro mic uh yeah. but it's it doesn't cost too fucking much you know it's, yeah. it's, it's like attainable. in that yeah it's in that like it's about as much as any of us want to pay for a microphone yep so it's 100%. like right up there's like okay i guess i'll i guess i'll do it most of my sure mics you buy the uh Oh my God. Why can't I think of it? The instrument one or the, the vocal oh, yeah, 58. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. 58 or 57. Fit, both of them, but either both of them, they're a hundred dollars a piece. Right. You know? And yeah. like totally attainable. Like that's great. This is yeah. a little bit more, but dude, I mean, listen to how good you sound, you know, right. like, and there's nothing attached to it. We're not doing, I have nothing attached to this. It's going yeah, directly yeah. So, into my scarlet. That's it. So I wanted to ask you that because yeah, mine's going directly into a scarlet as well. Uh, it is. So we got we got the yeah the real um, the home pro setup. But That's so right. why why did what happened to your your cloud thing? Because I've actually never had one of those, and I was thinking of buying one, but then I decided maybe next time. So this was a gift um, along with this mic stand. Tell them what and, it is again. And this mic stand, I had these two gifted to me along with this. Um, can you see what it says there? Yeah. What is it? Cloud lifter. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. The cloud lifter. Yeah. Uh, and it, I I've guess I recommended that it's supposed to, and like this was given to me by another podcast is given to me by Brandon Thomas from expanding reality, actually, um, along with these mic stands and it's Did supposed to it stopped working. It stopped working. Okay. Yeah. I sorry. Have, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Tell them what it no, does. No, well, it's supposed to just pretty much elevate what this thing is putting out. That's right. I mean, it, at the end of the yeah, day. this is a dynamic mic, but it's a very low input mic. So um, yep. you have to really crank up the uh, the level almost to like full blast to get it at a pretty good level Correct. Uh, to record with. But that thing is supposed to, it's basically like a preamp kind of thing that you plug it in before it goes into your uh, yep. interface. But anyway, it's a low, low output uh so yeah that thing boosts the output in a clean way that's the idea is that that cloud lifter is supposed to boost the level to a nice uh hot you know higher gain without adding a bunch of noise to right. it. right yeah and so either this cable that plugs into my um scarlet is broken or this is broken i haven't figured out which one yet okay so you might just need to get a new cable i might just need to get a new one of these 
I promise this is the last editing room, Ryan, you're going to see. But to answer the question that uh, Vinny was just asking about the cloud lifter, I have now tried every single mic cable I have in here to plug back into my Scarlet. All the mic cables work with this mic and plug directly into the Scarlet, work just fine. When you plug it into this, it's dead. Dead on arrival. I don't know what the deal is. I don't think it has batteries. Um. I mean, I could be wrong. I'm about to jump on a podcast with Brandon Thomas, and uh, he's the one who gave it to me, so I'm going to ask him. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know nothing. I don't know, no worky. Okay, bye. But uh, this, when it worked, it worked great, and I didn't have to boost my levels at all, and it was, it was fantastic, but it only worked for like three podcasts, and then something went out, whether it was this cable or that, I don't know. But you said since you've taken that off, um, and you just now crank it up though, but you're not seeing any, like you're not getting a bunch of noise or anything. Right. No. I mean, no, you can hear, you can, I mean, you can hear my fucking dogs barking, which you couldn't hear on this microphone over here. Cause you had to yeah, be right on top of as, it. Top, as far as what I can hear. Yeah. Like I'm not hearing like any, just like fuzz, like white noise or anything. And that's actually why I've never bothered to buy one of those either, because I have been recommended that before. Um, but yeah, I always just crank it to like almost all the way, probably like up to about nine, maybe even nine yeah. and a half sometimes. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, I'm trying it, to do stuff to make it if I do that, it kind of ah! if I do that <laughs> stuff. Sorry, y'all out in listening land. Well, I, I think just the, try to the make main, it not peak, you know. The the main thing that people like supposedly that, that cloud lifter is supposed to avoid is yeah, getting like when you crank it all the way is then you're supposed you might get too much of this like you know, like white noise mm. in between whatever you're saying, you're just going to get all this nasty noise. But again, like I said, I've never had that problem. So yeah, you I sound fantastic. I mean, I, I hear you and only you like, yeah. And you sound, so I don't think it's, here, I don't think it's a necessary you. element. Um, but you know, I guess if you just want to be sure that you're doing it the super pro way, then you get the cloud lifter or something sure. like that. Yeah. But now, all right, brother, I don't, stick I don't around. Think it's necessary stick around we're gonna we're gonna wrap this episode up everybody this has been the 13 i'm your host ryan 13 and this has been vincent fink the artist the musician one of my favorite people on the planet if you guys want to check him out all of his stuff will be well maybe not all of it because he's got a lot of stuff but most of it's going to be in the description below go check out all of it and he's going to be on again and we will see you on the next one fuck yeah thanks for having me man. see y'all soon Later. Uh...